Greetings from Odessa, Ukraine. I want to give you a quick update about what's going on in the country as far as the war goes, also about our ministry and some of our partner churches. I know everyone has a question about the war, so let's start with that first with whether or not the United States is going to continue to support Ukraine liberating its territories and defending from further invasion. It's a big, big question. And I can tell you it is on the mind of many Ukrainians. And as we talk with Ukrainians, we definitely sense a heightened level of worry and concern and anxiety as we go into the winter months. They promised us back in the summer that this winter would be more difficult as far as power, infrastructure, heating, and things like that go. So far, praise God, it has not been as bad as last winter. Now the winter's just beginning, so I know it could get worse, but we're thankful that we have power and electricity so far this winter. We have heat in our apartment here. But again, like I said, Ukrainians are definitely more concerned about what is gonna happen over the winter. Once it freezes, is Russia going to start making more advances? And will United States continue to support us? And I would just like to say, please keep your prayers strong and active and powerful for Ukraine. And not just your prayers, but talk to your congressmen, your politicians, and encourage them to support Ukraine. This is a fight of good and evil. And we can see that directly here. We're able to stay here in Ukraine, in Odessa, because of God's providence, of course, but also through his providence because of the Ukrainian military and the support that they're receiving. And we have freedom here, friends. We have freedom to share the gospel, to do the work of evangelism, and to work in churches here. This is not something we would have if Ukraine was not able to defend from invasion. And so we definitely see that there are big gospel ramifications to what happens in this war. So please continue to pray and continue to support Ukraine. Uh, we are supporting the soldiers on the front lines. In fact, Christina just the other day bought a bunch of these hand warmers and things, these uh, things that you put in your boots to keep your yeah, fingers and your toes warm. Those troops are out in the front lines and the trenches and it is cold. And there's mice everywhere. So we do our best to try to support them with things like that and also support them spiritually. Now I want to share with you something, a letter that was sent to me just recently. One of our one of our uh, partner churches in Kherson, Pastor Leg there sent me this letter just to testimony of God working through prayer and if you doubt the power of prayer don't because God is doing great things through prayer here in Ukraine so let me share with you what he wrote this church is on one side of the river that has been liberated a year ago by Ukrainian troops and Pastor Leg and his church they lived through the Russian occupation and the tyranny of that and now they're continuing in ministry, but on the other side of the river is Russia, Russian troops, and they are continuing to bomb with our, they're shelling with artillery, with unguided rockets, with all kinds of things. So this is what he says. 
He says, there's a constant call for prayers to liberate the occupied territories and protect our military. Ukrainian soldiers frequently request prayers, even in imminent danger. They seek more than human protection, turning to churches for prayers. Through the prayers of his children, the Lord performs miracles. One recent example involved our military stationed on the bridgehead on the left bank of the Dnieper River near Kherson. We experienced this miracle firsthand and understand and, and understood its significance only later. On Saturday, the 18th of November, after the morning Saturday morning service, we were working in the church preparing for Sunday service when an air raid alarm went off. For residents of Kherson, this is normal, and we so we continued our tasks. Suddenly, however, a powerful explosion rocked our church building. We recognized it as a guided bomb unit or a GBU. These are these huge bombs that Russians drop and they have wings that pop out on them so they can fly a longer distance. And they're, they're guided, so they're pinpoint. Our experience indicates that when the explosion isn't nearby but the shockwave is intense, it is likely a GBU. Once confirming no further explosions, we resumed our work. This incident might have gone unnoticed if it hadn't taken an unexpected turn. Later that evening, our military from the left bank contacted one of our sisters, a widow of a military man with whom they keep in touch. And here's what the military said. Today, a GBU hit our position. We knew it was incoming and directed at us, and there was nowhere to hide. Luckily, heavy rain kept us near the dugout, so we gathered inside and waited. The tension was high among the guys, but I assured them that everything would be okay as long as we prayed. They kept praying, and God gave us hope. Hope, and I kept repeating, pray. The GBU struck with an incredibly powerful explosion. The soldier closest to the exit suffered a concussion, and those inside were covered with dirt. But we quickly dug them out. Everyone was unharmed. Besides a minor concussion, there were no injuries. The GBU was 3,300 pounds. This is a miraculous, a miracle beyond our comprehension. Your prayers are not in vain. God answers. Please continue praying for us. And he goes on to talk about prayer being like an umbrella that protects us. And he later says that some people have some questions about whether or not they should meet there because it is dangerous and they have 500 people coming together on Sunday and if there's an artillery shell that lands there, a lot of people could be injured or be killed. And so they asked the people on Sunday, they said, do we need to stop meeting? And the people said, no, no, we want to meet, we need to meet. And to me, this is such a powerful example of faith and of our need, our need for corporate worship. I mean, think about how often we make excuses to not go to church. You know, I, I, was stay, I, stood up, I stayed up late watching my favorite movie or playing games or I want to go do something fun outdoors or the seats are uncomfortable or I don't like, I don't like their style of music. And yet here's a situation where, well, I can tell you, the seats are not very comfortable in that church, uh, but, but it's a situation where people realize that corporate worship is a need. It is a spiritual, basic human need. And I think it's an example for us to follow and to try to comprehend for ourselves how important that is for our own spiritual well-being. It's usually in situations like these where everything else is stripped away that we begin to see 
what our real needs are. So please keep the church in here sewn in your prayers and those that are on the front lines. We also experience some of those things here in Odessa. As far as Odessa goes, uh, the last month we have had fewer incoming, incoming missiles and drones, but we still have a lot of air raids. In fact, in November we had 58 air raids, so that's almost two a day. But most of those air raids don't actually have explosions that go along with them. Something is flying nearby or possibly something may be launched at us, but it doesn't always mean that something hits. Uh, but we did, have, we did have a few missiles come in, uh, ballistic missiles that hit uh, in November. And we had a couple of drones that came actually the night before last. So we do still have that on an occasion. Concerning our ministry here, I want to share with you a couple of projects. Uh, the first one is this. This is our evangelistic uh, gospel journal. Uh, this one is called Teach Us to Pray. It is based upon the Lord's Prayer. This is something that we put in the hands of churches that are doing gospel ministry and sharing the gospel with unbelievers. One of the things that we realized about Ukraine is that many people are familiar with the Lord's Prayer, but they often use it as almost like a magical incantation or something to bring them good luck. So what we do in this journal is we go through the Lord's Prayer a phrase at a time and explain the deep truths that are in that prayer and bring out those ideas of the gospel, such as God's holiness, our sinfulness, our need for forgiveness. And so we have about eight articles here that are written by myself and a few other pastors that explain that. And so we're printing 5,000 of these this, this week. And we're putting those in the hands of those churches and organizations that are ministering to internally displaced people and to people on the front line. So please keep that project in your prayers. And if you would like to support that, we would appreciate it. The other project that we are doing this month is a Christmas outreach project for children in partnership with followers of Jesus Christ Ministries. And the goal there is to, we're actually putting together uh, some small gift packets for children that are going to include some gospel material. And that's going out to children, internally displaced children in Odessa, and also to children in Mykolaiv in Odessa. In fact, we're going to be visiting a children's hospital in Mykolaiv, bringing them those gifts. We did this last year as well. And this is, again, a great opportunity to build and get the gospel into the hands of many people. So if you would like to participate in that, also, I'll put a link in the description for this video. Friends, thank you so much for your prayers and your support of Ukraine and us here in Ukraine. So if you have any questions, let me know. We'd, I'd love to answer them either personally or in a video. Uh, just send me a note or put a comment in the video, and I will try my best to answer them. Keep praying for Ukraine and trusting that God will protect and provide and give victory.